Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Wherever you are, this is the Interpreter's Workshop Podcast. I'm Tim Curry, your host. Here we talk everything sign language interpreting. The ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, the sideways of interpreting. If you're a student, a new interpreter, experienced interpreter, this is the place for you. If you want to know more, go to interpretersworkshop.com. Let's start talking interpreting. And now, the quote of the day by Richard Feynman, Nobel Prize winner, physicist, inventor, and the great explainer. What one fool can understand, another can. And I think that speaks to all of us. Anyone can learn, but how? There are many methods out there to learning and studying. Well, today, we're going to talk a little bit about a wonderful technique for studying one topic, learning deeper into one topic. It's called the Feynman Technique. Let's get started. Interpreting is like most professions. We encourage ongoing education, constantly learning about new topics, about our own profession, the techniques we can use. We go to workshops, conferences, seminars. We get mentors, coaches, language coaches. So much ongoing education and so little time. But how do you learn? How well do you apply what you've learned from these workshops, conferences? Do you ever evaluate your progress? We need to think more about how we learn, how we apply what we learn in ongoing education courses. Or if you're an interpreting student, how do you apply that? How do you learn deeply what something really means? How do you comprehend it so much so that you can use it without thinking about it? But that takes patience with yourself. It takes discipline, motivation, and perhaps rewards for yourself. And of course, time. All of us have been there. We go to workshops and it's exciting, or we go to a conference and we learn so much, we engage with others. We may even take notes, but how many of us have gone to those and left, and in a few days, it's all behind us. We're back to the same routine of interpreting the same things that we've always done. We might have new friends, especially new friends on social media because we exchanged information, but how much of the topics did we apply to our work or to our lives? Why do you think that is? Why don't we apply it even more? The majority of workshops and seminars that we go to tend to not stay with us unless we do something about it. What do you do? Today we're going to talk about the Feynman Technique. In a nutshell, the Feynman Technique is you learn more when you teach it. Some of the benefits of doing this method Include, obviously, more knowledge about this topic, a deeper understanding or comprehension of the nuances and the details and how it applies to real life. It also improves your public speaking. It will definitely help with your comprehension and memorization of areas of this topic. 
and it will give you a new perspective, a new approach to learning any new thing. And it will help reinforce and review what you know already. It will help bring out some of the knowledge that you have in a new way, applying it to a new approach. All of those sound like pretty good benefits to me. It also allows us to be actively engaged with the topic rather than on a theoretical level. The Feynman technique can not only be applied to any topic that we wish to know about, but also to the interpreting profession and how we can apply it in our work, especially in our ongoing education. The Feynman technique has five simple steps. After these five steps, I will then take us to how we use it all the time. Okay, first step of the Feynman technique is pick a topic to focus on and narrow that topic down. There might be some subtopics within that topic, but try to focus on one main topic. Otherwise, you try to explain a little bit this way and then a little bit that way, and then you get off on another tangent, and that will get out of hand quickly. Pick a topic, one topic, and focus on it. You want to think about how to explain that topic to a young child of, say, 11, 12 years old. How do you take any topic and explain it in the vocabulary and in the comprehension level of a child of that age? And that is step two. So step two is teaching this topic. Take the topic and break it down to all of its details, its areas that are all connected that complete the topic. In other words, you're going to teach yourself how to teach to a child of 11 years old. Break it down to the essential parts. Keep your explanations short and to the point, using vocabulary, using ideas that are appropriate for that age level. What's first? What does someone need to understand first? And then the next step, and what's connected to that, and so on, and so on. And then when you get to the end, it's always good to wrap it up. Connect all the dots again in a summary, maybe through asking questions. And as you're doing this, you're looking for those specific parts that you don't understand well, the things that you don't know how to put into words or how to use a lower vocabulary, a clearer, concise sentence that explains the concept that you're trying to learn or trying to get across in your teaching. This way, you're analyzing the topic and interacting with the topic in such a way that you are making sure you understand it. If you don't know how to explain it well, it means that you don't have the vocabulary inside you to actually say what it means. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? But it's an exercise that helps us go to that point of comprehension for ourselves and for those who we might be teaching. So, how do you do this step two without having a classroom? Well, the technique does not require you to teach to someone else. You can do it alone. Write down those areas of this topic. 
write it in a clear, concise way on that level to someone who has no idea about this topic. Once you have written down everything about the topic, every step that is connected to this topic, have someone else look at it. Specifically, try to find someone who doesn't know this topic or isn't familiar with it as we are. Have them give you feedback. Is it clear? Do they have questions? They need to give you an evaluation. So, in order to do this technique without someone there, you would write it down. Or you could have one other person with you. Whether it's another interpreter or not, it's probably better not to have someone who knows this topic and have them sit with you as you explain it to them. You can have a study buddy and they can explain their topic to you and you can explain your topic to them. And hopefully that works for you. Each person using this technique does it in a different way. Some prefer to do it alone and write it all out. Others prefer to have one person there. Others prefer to actually teach it. As a teacher, I know that every time I teach a topic, whether I've taught it one time or 500 times, I always learn something new about the approach, about the perspective, because the answers from the students, while they might be similar, they tell me something. They tell me if I keep getting the same questions from the students, that means that part of my explanation, that part of my teaching, I'm not doing well. I'm not being clear. So I need to adjust what I've been teaching. That's how teachers improve. That's how we as learners improve. When we explain something, every time we get the same questions back, that means we're not explaining it clearly enough. Those similar questions over and over again help us realize that we are not stating something that is obvious to us. Because we already know the topic, we're, we're thinking, oh, well, I don't have to say this part or I don't have to explain this part because it's obvious. But when we get a question about that, quote, obvious, unquote, thing, that means it's not obvious to someone who doesn't know the topic. Therefore, we've missed a step. So we have to go back and do that. And that's when we look at step three. I hope you enjoy these episodes as much as I do. Let's keep them going. Support me by clicking on the links in the show notes where it says buy me a coffee or support the show. Every little bit helps. Thank you. Now let's go back. Step three is where we evaluate our explanation, our teaching effectiveness. This is where we find out whether we have knowledge gaps, misunderstandings, or if there's some part that is still hard for us to express, to explain. It's a time for us to look at vocabulary that might be still hard to understand or vocabulary that we need to take apart and find out what does this word really mean in this context. It may mean something else out of the context, and that's where the confusion is, or that's where the explanation is not clear. So this is the time where it's beneficial to have an outside perspective. Have someone else look at your written explanation or your recorded explanation or the students that you have in front of you, your study buddies, and ask them, what part was not clear? Where was I missing something? You can even ask them questions to see if they understood what you meant. When they give you an answer that's just, almost copying what you had said, ask them why. 
And if they can explain why this statement is true or, or this statement is this way, then it means you did explain it well. You have expanded and given a depth of comprehension to this topic to them. If they can't explain why, then either you did not give enough information, which means you have a gap in the knowledge that you gave out, or you forgot to explain one of those obvious things. So how do you fix that? Well, that is step four. Step four is where we try to improve our explanation, our teaching method. First, look at all those, that vocabulary list, all of those words that seem to be too hard to express, to explain. Those words that they did not understand, the terminology that you were using. Are there better ways of saying that? Is there a synonym that might help? Do you need to use that word at all to explain the concept? Perhaps you need to explain it first and then say this concept is represented by this vocabulary term, by this word. Think about the analogies that might help. How do you explain a difficult concept when you don't have the words? Well, we sometimes try to think of metaphors or idioms or an analogy. An example is always helpful to bring clarity and some type of connection to something that someone without the knowledge of this topic already knows something, and we can compare this concept to that. Once they understand that, oh, it's kind of like this, we can expand on that and say, it is like this, but the differences are this, this, this. Those are analogies that we can use to help bring out a better comprehension of the topic. Remember, this is for us. It's not for the other person, although it could be. But we're trying to think, how do we understand a workshop better? How do we use the information from a workshop, a seminar, a conference, a training, a course, something we're reading? How do we improve our comprehension and therefore apply it to our work even better? That's the main goal. Being able to teach someone else these things is even better. And step five, after you've realized how to maybe improve those knowledge gaps or those explanations, in step five, you repeat the process. Do it again. Write it down or teach it, explain it, until you get to the point where it's very clear for you and for them, where you can see all aspects, all perspectives, and you can answer all of the intricate questions about this topic. And then I would add a step six. If you get to a point where you've, you think you know everything about this topic, but you personally still have questions, that's wonderful because now you have a next step. How do I find out the answers to these questions? That is progress. So that was an abstract way of defining what the Feynman technique is. Let's apply this to a very simple interpreting scenario. In our profession, we are asked many times, no, not even in our profession, but in many situations, we're asked, what do you do? And we answer, I'm an interpreter. Oh, then they ask, oh, well, what do you interpret? What, where do you do that? Can you make a living at it? All of those little different questions. 
So you might say, I'm a sign language interpreter for the deaf, something like that. And they ask you questions like, oh, wait, wait a minute. I thought it was universal. I thought there was only one sign language, but there's more. And then we answer that question. But what we are doing as interpreters, we already know this subject really detailed, right? We thoroughly understand it. We thoroughly comprehend what we do. But we need to start looking at how do we answer it. These are people who know nothing about our profession. Their perspective is skewed because they don't have the knowledge. And so we have become very good at answering these questions. We can anticipate those questions before they even start to ask. I have done the Feynman technique by thinking, okay, they're going to ask this, and that leads to this question, which leads to that question they're going to ask. So I answer, well, I'm an interpreter. I use American Sign Language, Czech Sign Language, and uh, International Sign. Uh, I travel, you know, to different countries to do this. And then they ask, wouldn't it be better if it was universal? It'd be so much easier. Instead of getting into that whole conversation, I start with... Sign language is different in every country because in that country it develops in that culture, in that region. And it is influenced by the spoken language a little bit because it's a minority language and most minorities are discriminated in some way. So I add a lot of information there and that connects to things that they know. And that stops some of the other questions. All of these answers are in my head, right? Just like you. You have short, concise sentences for those who have no idea about our profession. And those short and concise sentences are just like from the Feynman technique. Short sentences, to the point, it's clear for these people who have no idea about what we do. So you're talking to that person on their level of knowledge. Level of knowledge, level of understanding, level of ability to comprehend these abstract new ideas. So for me, being an interpreter, or actually in all of my professions, as a teacher even, I use this technique. What is the shortest sentence I can use, or the shortest explanation to the point that will be the clearest explanation of this topic? And as I'm going through that process, I'm anticipating what questions someone might have. And as a learner, a lifelong learner, when I'm in a workshop, when I'm in a conference, I'm constantly thinking, okay, why is it this way? And answering for myself and trying to think of a better way to explain it than what the speaker is giving me. How would I explain these concepts to someone else that doesn't know interpreting in general? How can they understand this new topic in the workshop and how it applies to my field? That helps me expand and not use the obvious vocabulary that I would normally use. Therefore, I understand that topic clearly and I can apply it to interpreting or I can apply it anywhere. I hope that was clear. Perhaps I need to go back and use the Feynman technique on this episode to see if that was clear or not. Let me know. Give me feedback so I can improve for the next time. Until then, keep calm. Keep clearly, not explaining, interpreting. I'll see you next week. Take care now.